I swear most of the fun I have is with playing with this darn microphone. Microphone check one, two, one, two. Welcome back to Soap Floor, guys. It's your girl, Jet the Vibe, a vintage soap novice, watching the soapiest, sudsiest, prime time storylines of the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s with a focus on the 80s. We are, of course, watching the legendary show Dallas, which I have to say, I've watched Falcon Crest. I've watched Dynasty, who I thought was my favorite, but every character on this show is giving me all the things I want. They are scandalous. They are scheming. They are trifling. They are loving. They're compassionate. They're bold. They're boisterous. And most of all, they understood the assignment. This episode is particularly special because we get to meet the long-lost brother. Ironically, they don't really talk about him very much. I think Lucy mentions him once or twice as she's about to get down with, uh, what's his name, Ray? But other than that, there's not a big, there's not a lot to say. Let's jump right in to this episode. This is a two-parter called The Reunion. The episodes are called The Reunion, but they could easily be called The Parent Trap. The prodigal son. Total and complete forgiveness of a deadbeat dad. Yeah, I said it. No love lost. Or JR plays chess, not checkers. And no one's ready for it. So for anyone who is a novice or a newbie like myself to the vintage soap opera game, this particular era, we're working on the 80s first, 70s, 80s. This show actually came out in 78. I am going to do my very best not to spoil the plot for you. Granted, this is over 40 years old. It would be really easy to do that. But I figure with nine seasons, with at least 20 episodes each, we've got enough to you can you can spoil a storyline or two. So I'll just give you bits and pieces of the the collective theme of the show. All right. So there are three Ewing brothers, which we all, we knew about because of Lucy. Lucy's obviously someone's kid who's no longer living at the ranch. They don't really talk about him other than Lucy saying, you know, her mom got ran out of the state and her dad is gone. She don't know where he's at. So Bobby is in Las Vegas. He and his wife, Pam, are in Las Vegas at an oil show. And part of the job is to smooze with the, the higher ups. They're smoozing in the hotel room. It's towards the end of the day, they're ready for everybody to go home. And finally, the room clears out. They're going to spend some alone time, go down to the pool. Well, one waiter just won't leave. He's being super overzealous, talking about how he needs to clean the entire room. And right when Bobby is just really fed up with him, he grabs a guy and he turns him around and he looks at his brother of all people, long lost brother Gary, who is the father of Lucy. Now, Gary meets Pam. He's 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 very gentle. He's more like Bobby, very gentle, very kind. And he explains that he's left and he uh, he used to have a drug problem. He used to have a gambling problem and through a series of unfortunate events, he finally figured out how to keep himself on the straight and narrow. And that is by putting the very thing that tempted him and drew him away from himself in front of him. So he becomes a bartender and he was a blackjack dealer for a little bit. Now, Bobby is over the moon to hear this and he somehow convinces this kid to come on home for a few days, just a few days and just kind of take a look around with the secret hope of Bobby sticking around long term. So meanwhile in Texas, I do believe it's the episode right before this, Lucy, her grandfather, Jock, JR and Ray all go to Fort Worth to the cattle, whatever the cat, where they sell the cattle, cattle yards, I guess, stockyards. 
They go there and she is able to convince her granddad that she wants to go shopping. So they send Ray to kind of keep an eye on her to make sure she doesn't stay out too late. But of course, she has him wrapped around her finger and she ends up meeting her mom. Not meeting for the first time because it's obvious they've done this before, but she is meeting with her mom. She chooses to spend that hour with her instead. So flash forward to the ranch. There's a phone call. Everyone knows that Gary's coming back. Sue Ellen feels away and she's like, listen, JR, you can embarrass me at a barbecue. You can let your lover's husband almost rape me. But what you better not do is lose your place in this family. This is getting out of hand. So they're put on high alert. When Gary shows up, the parents, of course, are being parents. They don't want any more time gone between them and their son open arms, jocks that let, let the bygones be bygones. Put a, put the past in the past. We're not going to worry about that. I'm open. I don't want to lose you. JR pretends to be nice. Sue Ellen pretends to be nice. Then it's cool. And then Lucy runs up and you realize that she has no memory of him. And it, it, it's like they don't, they want to tell her, but they don't want to tell her. It's a very awkward situation because he's their kid too. And you can sense that there's like this tension, but everybody's happy in the moment. So she's pumped. He's back. So pumped, in fact, that she convinces him to then drive to Fort Worth to meet her mom at the diner she met her at last week. Meet up. The parents have a quick little call. And it seems to me, okay, let me let me just lay this out a little bit. First and foremost, the story that Lucy told in the original two or three episodes was that her mom was 15 when she had her and she was run off by JR. JR chased her all the way up to Tennessee and he told her, if you ever show yourself in Texas again, I'm going to kill you. Dallas and Fort Worth are left eyebrow and right eyebrow. They are directly there. A lot of time. I mean, you can tell where Fort Worth ends and where Dallas starts and vice versa, but come on. You would think if he knew she was in Tennessee, you would think he would know she was there. Maybe he does. I don't know. So Lucy convinces her parents to come back to the ranch together. And because Gary had such a warm welcome, he's he's cool with it. He's like, yeah, everything's different. Like you should come. And there's never really a clear sense of if he's feeling her. The guy's kind of hard to read, actor or not. He's just kind of, I don't know what the word, dreamy. He's his 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 mindset seems to be a little dreamy. He's very calm. He's very zen. He actually looks like he could be Caitlyn Jenner's little brother or cousin or something. Like he's got that tall, like tall frame, dark hair, um, sharper features. Looks like he could be her little brother. Anyway, they go back to the ranch, and to my surprise, the family is still somewhat in like this open arm situation. So two questions in my mind arise. If JR was really keeping an eye on, I cannot remember the mother's name. It's like Valencia. It's not Valerie. It's like Valerie something, something. So let's just call her V. If he was keeping an eye on V's whereabouts all this year, surely he would have known that she was in Fort Worth. I think he understood that she wasn't a big enough threat. And so long as Lucy didn't know where about her, didn't know about her or where she was. Everything was cool. As far as Gary goes, I find it hard to believe that the same energy wasn't put in his whereabouts as well. So it's like, did no one know where this kid was all this time? 
what's the story like? Was, or maybe they wanted him to stay away. That's what it seems like. They wanted him to stay away. JR, of course, says that he can't handle anything, but you don't really, I don't take anything he says seriously. I love him, but I don't take him seriously. <sighs> so here's the, the other caveat. I didn't realize that the parents were married. So Gary and V actually got married back in the day. But Gary, he, like I said, he had his demons to battle. He bounced. And once he bounced, they sent V away. And the parents were cool with all that. So Lucy gets to see her parents together. But you know what it is. This is a soap opera. So Jr. I was wondering what he was going to do. And he plays it a little bit closer to the chest than I was expecting. Jr. plays along with the... Well, the rest of the family is genuinely happy that he's back. I think he can see, I think that JR can see that there has absolutely been some changes in him, but there's also, they don't ever, well, as of yet, they have not actually explained the age difference between Bobby and JR, but in a lot of senses, it seems like JR might be probably 10 years or more older than him. And Gary fits somewhere in the middle of that. So looking at it from that angle, he has watched Gary you know, crumble over the years. Unfortunately for Gary, JR is able to weaponize that in the best. He's playing, he does like an emotional jujitsu. He's not actually going to do anything. He's just going to present something and let Gary's own momentum destroy him. We'll get to that. But first let's talk about V. Now V comes on, she comes back to the ranch. And of course her experience there after he left seemed like it was, it was horrible. She's timid. She's actually really, really surprised that people are being kind to her. And I never really realized this before. She was his wife. So he would have been the first one to get married. He's the first one to have a kid. And still, the respect for her is not there. JR calls her a tramp, but he calls everybody's wife a tramp. So it is what it is. And he happens to like tramps. So, you know, takes one to know one, I guess. There's a moment or two where... You can see, okay, so it it feels as if she's just trying, V is trying to find her bearings. She's happy to be with Lucy. She's even more happy to see Gary. I would argue her love for Lucy and Gary is probably pretty equal. And besides being in the home where she has all these horrible memories, she's also kind of trying to figure out what, what, what Gary wants, what he's doing. I don't think he ever really tells her one way or another. He's just, he's afraid to mess up. That's his thing. It's like he's on the straight and narrow. He's been doing good. He's actually enjoying the ranch and he's even considering staying, but it doesn't seem to me, didn't seem like he was feeling her that much. Seems like she was waiting on an answer that was never going to come, but whatever, you know, she was waiting on, she seemed like a lost puppy the entire episode to me, but understandably so. All right, now back to this emotional jujitsu. Instead of JR throwing a fit and pointing out Gary's weaknesses, what he does instead is he plays the part. He's like, okay, you're back. Well, Bobby's already with me at the oil company. So we just, you know, we just bought another company. It's doing well. It practically runs itself. Why don't you just look over this? He hands him a packet. You'll run that one. Me and Bobby will do this one and we'll figure it out. But Gary's like, oh, I don't know. You know, business isn't my thing, dude. I think I'd rather just stay on the ranch. And they're like, no, 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 we have Ray. 
Why don't you do this? So to the parents, it appears that he's really trying. Of course, Bobby sees this. Bobby sees JR giving Gary this and he's immediately suspicious. Like, what are you doing? You're never that nice. What are you doing? Turns out that JR believes that Gary is a weak link and that any form of heavy responsibility is going to make him crack under pressure. So Gary tries his best. He's reading. He can't really stay focused though. And it's Perhaps it's just kind of the time. Maybe it's 1978. Everybody's making a huge, huge deal about his lack of concentration, which I'm sure they knew before. Like there's in a family, I imagine if you have more than two siblings, you're going to know better than anybody. Everybody's different. We're all not going to go in the same path in life. I refuse to believe there couldn't have been. Anyway, I'm thinking too deeply into it. This is a soap opera. Unfortunately for Gary... J.R. is right. He starts getting in his own head, basically. He's overanalyzing it, and he kind of flips out a little bit at one point. I don't blame him because everybody was... Fl- you know, when, when you are already trying to hold it together and other people around you are panicking, it just... Other people's anxiety, especially if you are maybe a more introverted person, you like to think things through before you speak, it is very, like, nerve-rattling when other people's anxieties are visible, And so there's an incident where that happens. And unfortunately, Gary gets up and he leaves the next morning. He leaves and V catches him as he leaves. And they have a moment and they both decide to bounce. So once again, Lucy is left. She's abandoned. This time, both parents made a conscious choice and they left. They bounced. One, because he couldn't handle it. The other one, I feel like V left because Gary left again. And it was just too much to bear. She knew, I guess the more I think about it, he is her, her permission or her shield when she's, when she's there. If she's not there, then he, she probably will be eliminated at some point. But it's really sad because you think about it. What damage does that do to Lucy to have her people leave twice? Like once when you're a baby, okay, there were, circumstances outside of that but by choice the second time now actually there's a little something going on there I hope you'll join me in watching Dallas of course I'm watching it on Amazon I paid for mine because I didn't want to do the commercials but I think there is a version where you can watch it with commercials I don't know if it's every episode but it's enough to get you into it so abandonment and rejection make the perfect problem child she's already out of control I don't see this helping But it is going to make for some good television. And of course, with both parents leaving, not dying, you know, they'll come back at some point. Maybe who knows? Maybe he'll hit the hit the jackpot and try to take her and she won't leave. Who knows? But it's going to well, actually, a lot of people know because we are 40 years (laughs) over 40 years late to the game. But whatever. Great job. Jr. again. I, I'm so excited about him. I, I love him. I love him. Best villain or best anti-hero. It's one of those things, though. It's that that kind of conundrum. Is it impossible to be right if you do it the wrong way? Like, that's the ultimate question here. Is he really the villain in this episode? Or, well, yeah, he does other stuff. I left that part out. He absolutely is. But in this particular incident... I don't think so. It's like, are you the villain if the target plays themselves? Gary absolutely played himself. You know what I mean? There's other ways to stay around. 
You could have insisted you, you're going to just stay on the farm. I'm just going to hang out here for a couple of weeks. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? There's other ways to do it. But is it impossible to be right if you do it the wrong way? I mean, sure, Jr. absolutely planned to rid himself of Gary. But he did it by presenting him with work. He did it by offering him a gift, knowing that if this guy has changed, he can handle this. If he can't, he's going to run. And he did exactly what he wanted him to. You can't really blame the quote unquote villain if they know you better than you know themselves. Ooh, that's a word. Can't blame the villain if they know you better than you know yourself. Maybe it's not a word. Maybe we should all take a look in the mirror. I'm going to join my husband and watch the next episode. You guys have a wonderful week and remember to keep all your drama on TV.